Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this one for everybody, Corey. What you call me? Corey. Let's do this for the working class. Let's do this for the retired. Let's do this for, for, for firefighters and pilots and, and doctors and nurses and teachers and students. Yo, what are you even talking about? This episode. <laughs> this for them. <laughs> this for the middle class. <laughs> this episode is not for the rich, nigga. No. <clears throat> you didn't let me get to everybody. I said doctors. Yeah, yeah. It's for, it's for the lawyers, the stock brokers. The upper middle class. What is high class? Like, dang. I don't who gonna... know, bro. I'm just talking. <clears throat> we here, though. Is this 270? This is 270. Okay. I got it right this time. For y'all that don't know, we wouldn't take the whole pod, but the, the intro, sometimes that might have to that might have to get a redo because I said it was episode 269 or 268. But I'm right this time, bro. Let's just roll through. Let's do it. All right, man. Episode 270 of the Rise and Grind podcast. You ready, Corey? Yes, sir. All right, let's do that. Hands up in the air. I just want the, I just want the baddest bitch in the world Whoa. right here on my lap. Yeah. And I'ma hit this drink up like it's my last. I'ma, I'ma hit this night up like it's my last. I'ma, I'ma hit this ass. Okay, now with that alcohol, you ain't even gotta ask. Cause I'ma drink it all like, like it's my last. She a seven in the face, but a ten in the ass. And she even look better by the end of my glass. See, I just walking fresher than the circs off in this motherfucker. I'ma need the baddest broad to twerk off in this motherfucker. I'ma go hard until it hurts off in this motherfucker. I'm a boss, so you gotta work off in this motherfucker. And I could get you anything you want. I could, I could, I could, I could put you on. See, you look like Beyonce, so do it like Beyonce. Do it, do it like Beyonce and put it on. Sean, grind hard, but got a lot to show for it. Always had drive like I had to show for it. My team's so true, we should get a camera crew. Follow us around and make a show and for I'm us. I'ma hit this drink up like it's my last. I'ma I'ma hit this night up like it's my last. I'ma I'ma this ass up like it's my last. I swear I'ma swear I'ma do it like I like I never had it at. Oh 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 Like I like I never had it at. We back in the fucking building, man. It's episode 270 of the Rising Ground Podcast. It's your boy Roderick. I'm Jakari. Just for a second, we talked a little bit last week about the the Kendrick Big Sean thing. What if Kendrick, I mean, what if Big Sean just replied and he was like, nah, I'm eating you up on a track? I'm eating you up on a track. Pause. On the track. I said on the track. <laughs> that was even in there. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. So the question you said, what if Kendrick said No, that? like what if Big Sean replies and he was like, yo, Kendrick, you're not fucking with me, man. Oh, I don't think he should ever do that. Can we get the battle though? Like, I mean, does yeah. it go back to back? No, I think Kendrick gonna out, outrun, bro. One track, two for sure. <laughs> <laughs> two okay, for yeah, sure. because we're getting the clap back. Yeah, pa- yeah. pause. <laughs> Damn, man, you, you was yo. rounding. Yo, what's going on? Damn, bro? getting getting the clap. Pause. Yeah, you right. <laughs> getting the clap back. 
We're getting the response track Sheesh. from Big Sean for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's just good pub for him. Everything that I'm that I'm about to say is just bad. Just, just and then watch yourself, and yo. then Kendrick comes back and wins the battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh. What's going on? My word I was gonna go with next was obliterates. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro, you tripping. But damn, I'm talking about a rap battle. A nigga can't obliterate somebody in a rap battle. Yeah, just be specific. Though. I started specific, Corey. <laughs> what you mean? What you say? Eat him up on a track. And you took us down this valley. Nah, nah. Down this road. Eat him up on the track. Is that bad? Yeah, because why are you trying to eat up another man? I ate that nigga verse up on the track, you know? Hey, man, to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. You would never, like, you've never been watching a rap battle, and you were like, man, he ate that nigga up on the track, <laughs> or, like, ate that nigga up on the verse. No, sir. No, sir. I'm, I'm not staring at two men like, damn, he, he just got ate up. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I... Defending myself is making it sound even worse. You're doing this to yourself. You started it. Let it go. It's over. <laughs> no, fuck that. Hate him up. How was your weekend, man? Let's just let it go. Let's just let it go. Yeah, man. I've had a great weekend so far. So it's uh, it's only Saturday, but we did miss the last episode. So just my overall week. We did miss the last episode. Yeah, just my overall week was good, bro. I was in office this week for work. I've always talked about, you know, how that experience is walking around, having meetings in person, interacting with people, going to the cafeteria. This week, we had a lot of things going on. We had a benefits fair. They turned it into like a whole little block party. Okay. So that mm -hmm. was cool. You know, you got to learn about all of the benefits that the company offers. Uh, we also had like a little career fair. Um, another day within the week. So it was just a lot going on. You know, I always talk about how it's a lot of moving pieces every time you in person. So um, I definitely enjoy it. I'm glad. I'm grateful, as always, to still be able to work from home, only have to go in office once a week. Uh, I'm sorry, a whole week out of every month. So, uh, you know, I don't take it for granted, but I still love when I have to go sometimes. But outside of that, bro, the week's been straight. Can't complain about much, man. How you been? Uh, it's been pretty good. It was a really good week at work. Um, our superintendent came and once he came, like he arrived with a lot of food, the whole staff got like steaks, lobsters, what? shrimp. Um, we got to take off the day early. I'm really just making this up because what Kari said, <laughs> Kari said oh, this week real. was like 40 times better than my Damn, shit. I was thought you was for real. Nah, nobody came. Like there was, there was I was going to say shout out to y'all superintendent. <laughs> nah, man. Kari had just... Like he he had really talked up his his week. My fault. Shit, you asked me a question. It was a hard week at work. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. That shit sucked, man. Talk about it. What's happening? Um, <clears throat> so the task on me right now is getting out the kids' ID cards. I guess last year there was some sort of method for mass uploading all of the children into the system and just shooting out all of the the prints of the ID cards and laminates, whatever. That system has been lost. And <laughs> lost. The, the guy that did it last year is no longer here. Mm. So here I am typing in first name, last name, ID, and uploading a picture for over 600 students one by one. 
at the same time, if anybody, you know, gets called down at office, gets in any kind of, you know, incident, things like that, I still have to do what I'm doing, but that has to be done at the exact same time. Today is Saturday. They let me know, like, if I wanted to be there today, like, that's okay. Nah, nigga, what the fuck are we talking about right now? I've been doing this all week. So uh, my question, Monday to Friday, did you finish? Are you f- no. I, was, I mean, <laughs> shit. Absolutely not. Do you know a number as far as how far you got? I'm done with 12th, 11th, 10th, and 9th grade. I need 8th, 7th, 6th. I'm done with all high school. I need middle school. Okay. So are you thinking maybe like half, three quarters? I just, it's like 614 kids. I need probably about 300 more done. Okay. Ain't too bad. Ain't too shabby. But no, I can understand like having to do that on top of, like you said, your your regular job. You know what I'm saying? And and I know kids were still getting in trouble, still getting sent to your office. That's just a given. Yes. And like I said, the person that did it last year was not here this year. He had used up all of the film and ribbon inside of it. So I got to print maybe like 100 or 200. And then I ran out. We had to have our business manager order more. That took like a week and a half to come in. So I could have already been done with this process. I had to wait for materials to come in because these niggas don't make fucking shit. All right. For sure. It's been a hard it's been, it's been a week. It's been a hard it's week, week, man. man. It's been a hard week, man. Well, shit, I hope your, your weekend has been better and will be better. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, let's also start with, I don't know if, I didn't detail this last week. But I had to have somebody come out recently. <clears throat> I just wake up one morning, just a little bit in the past. I step up to my bathroom. Corey, why are both of my fucking feet soaked? Oh, yeah, you kind of mentioned. On the carpet. Yeah, yeah, that a little bit. I remember, but yeah, it got worse is what you said. Both saying? feet soaked. Yeah, just, just, just follow me. Just follow me. Um, I use the sink. Feet soak a little bit more inside of the bathroom. I use the toilet. Feet soak a little bit more in front of the toilet. I don't even, I have two bathrooms. I've been using the one in my bedroom. I go over to the other bathroom in which I don't use. Feet soaked. <clears throat> I call a guy out to my house um, to get things fixed. It cost me around like $370, $380, you know, something like that. But he was like, I was able to to clear your pipes. They were clogged. Pause. But um, in the future, you're going to need to get this system replaced because there's cracks in it. And as long as there's cracks in it, it's just going to keep giving you issues until you get it fixed. Don't worry. I'll quote you for getting it fixed right now. Um, and then I'll just email it to you um, and I'll go on about my way. He fixed everything. 380, whatever that is, gets paid. Um, and he sends the quote and immediately leaves. I'm like, all right, cool, we're gonna get it fixed and you know, we're gonna we're gonna worry about getting the the entire system fixed. I didn't realize he was leaving in such a hurry because of the quote, Corey. Twenty-eight thousand dollars. Twenty-eight thousand dollars. Twenty-eight thousand dollars? We I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So what? So what is that? A whole new AC system? What is it? What it's, is, it's down to the foundation. Damn. I'm not leaving, of course. But damn, 
That's crazy. I am having some uh, some foundation issues myself as well, so I know exactly what you're going through. I had somebody come out um, the week before I left for Seattle to give us a quote at this bitch as well. So yeah, I'm gonna just have to go to the bank and pull it, like pull a couple rackets out and get it fixed. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because you know niggas really having like yeah, that. yes. 28? Grab grab Susan. I need thirty thousand. Twenty eight is light. Yeah, yeah. Bro, come on, it's now. an easy day. Thirty thousand, bro. That shit gonna be fixed tomorrow, bro. You know how niggas do. And we're going to be out at the goddamn Roof Chris. AVs. <laughs> and we at the motherfucking Roof Chris. Nigga. What we talking Eat about? Steaks, at the Ritz Carlton. You know what you talking man. about? And we staying there Wanna a couple nights. Me, baby. Pull up to the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> Come on now, man. We're going to pull that 30000 out tomorrow. Come on now. And fuck you talking about? They opening the bank for me on a Sunday. Fuck you talking about? Oh, yeah? After oh. hours? The oh. bank open on Sunday. Come on now, bro. They just closed early. Um, bro, come but, on. But the they, inside they, opens they for me on yeah, Sunday, bro. For sure. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, they stay late for you. I know. You think I'm fucking with an ATM, nigga? <laughs> you be at the, the, the cash. So I don't be making no fucking ATM purchases, <laughs> nigga. You be at the, uh, what they call them, the, the check cashing place? Come on now. <laughs> I be at the PLS, nigga. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> be at the UPS. Bro, chill out. <clears throat> Uh no, nah, but yeah, we're gonna cash that thirty thousand out soon. Easy money. Um, where we at with it though? Moving on into music, man. We had a few albums that came out not this week, but last week that we wanted to start with first, and then we'll get more into this week releases. But the first one that I had up was Rod Wave. His album dropped last Friday, Nostalgia. We had estimated his numbers. I know myself, I was estimating about 75,000 to 90,000 first week, right? I said he'd crack 100. You said he'd crack 100. The numbers are in. We got these numbers in last pod, right, right, if right. you remember, but we weren't able to confirm whether these were, were final. Yeah, precise. Incredible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of waited. But yeah, we did bring it up. But the numbers are in, man. And Rod Wave is going to debut. At 137,000 and have the number one album on the Billboard Top 200. Yeah, man. So the numbers were right. When we talked last week, what we saw was somewhere between 137 and 140,000 copies looked like what Rod Wave would be moving in the first week. That was right on par. 137. Kari, what is it with this nigga? time we talk about this nigga it's just astronomical first week numbers yeah true true i don't know what it is man that's what uh, we talked about yeah i know i was just about to say i know we kind of mentioned everything as far as what we think uh last episode but myself and i think this always happens when he comes out with a release i always underestimate rod wave this time right here no longer i promise you i would never ever again in my life underestimate him or try i don't know why you did value him I don't know why I didn't say he would just do 100. Why did you do that, Carl? I was just thinking, you know, this year, the hey, scale how it's rap. been. Yep. And I know it's Rod Wave. I said that. I know how big he is. He makes great music. What do you mean by that? Huh? You don't know how big he is. Huh? Is that a fat joke? No. Okay, my bad. I'm saying I know how, how, how. How, how how many fans he has? There we go. There <laughs> you we know go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, yeah, man. Yeah. But if we just talking about great artists who get the respect these days, I know Rod Wave is on that list. He's always been at the top of that list, right? One of those guys. But again, like I was saying, this year, man, it's just been hard for me to gauge anybody. It was no shot or disrespect to Rod Wave. But listening to the project again, thinking about every album that he put out in the past, he always 
outperforms the projection. So sure. I should have just thought to myself, like, bro, he's going to do 100. I should have thought that. But like I said, moving forward, I will never, ever, ever undervalue Rock Wave again. Let's also start to think, because I know what we talked about last week, his core fan base being the core fan base of hip hop and them not going anywhere. Let's also take a look at how he approaches the game and hip hop. Think about some of the older generation rappers, the ones that sold the most records. It wasn't an album every single year. And even if it was close together, you didn't see so much of them all in the limelight. So you kind of missed them niggas. And when they came back, it was like you fiending for it. All these other rappers, I don't want to name everybody and just name drop the niggas that are really trendy and shit. They do trendy ass shit. They want to stay on Instagram. They want to stay on Instagram live. They want to stay in front of everybody's cameras to the point where we really don't even want to fucking see or hear from him anymore. Rod Wave doesn't do that shit. He stays the fuck quiet and he stays to himself until his album mode or project mode He'll start promoing his new shit. And even then, he's not talkity-talky, yakety-yakking, beefing with nobody, doing none of that other shit. So it's, it's, I'm happy to see you every single time. It's parade every single fucking time. Yeah, no, you make a, a strong point there for sure. Definitely, if you just think back to every project in the last two to three years, it's been that way. Like, yeah, it may be only a year apart, but within that year, he's super quiet. He's not on Instagram a lot, like you mentioned. Um, not starting shit with people yeah no beef never never and like i mentioned before again when he is in the news or on the articles it's because he's doing something positive usually giving back to his fans again so yep the whole thing with the fans the core fan base it makes sense and i i agree i think we do appreciate i've always said this and i know you have as well we appreciate when artists go away and take their time and really lock in and then give us a new project absolutely of course I don't want to hear from y'all, um, you know, back to back a lot of times. Of course, we love you and we love your music. We would love to have a thousand songs from you, but take your time. Go away. We talked about that, not even just in music, but in business and other certain areas. When we were promoting things back when we were younger, you kind of got to starve people for them to want it. Every If you give them something time after time after time again, they're not even going to want it anymore. It's just going to be regular. You have to make that shit spectacular for people. Go away. Rod Wave has a way of making this shit spectacular for people every time he drops. 137? This might be the highest first week he's had in the darkest year rap has had. That's saying a lot. That says a lot about him no doubt. No doubt. and his music. No doubt. I said this last pod, and I'm just going to say it again before we move on. If he were to shoot for the stars and try to be one of those trendy niggas, he'd be the biggest rapper in the game, bar none. Those numbers, oh my God. He really might be, and we're just not giving him that credit because he's not all in your face. He might be the biggest. 137? The numbers definitely uh, make a strong point, a strong argument for himself. If he wanted to ever flip the switch... Because that's another thing he has talked about. I'm not going to make that sad music anymore. This album ain't that. I talked mm -hmm. about the lyrics is still that, but it ain't just theme like that. It, there's different beats where they uplift you. It's club hits on there. You know, this is this is a really solid project. So again, yep. the, the numbers make sense. 137 in 2023, yeah. Looking at that on paper, you think, what the hell? But again, when you really 
go to the quality of what Rod Wave has always put out in here Proofs again, in the it makes sense. The proof's in the pudding. That's what I wanted to add because we kept talking about the numbers. And of course, numbers mean a lot. And you can shut anybody down when you when you approach it with the numbers. But the proof is in the pudding with the quality of the album. It's, it's just there. It's just there. It's really hidden. Um I'm ready to leave the conversation, though, if you, if you want to. Yes, sir. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk Cleo Soul. She dropped her album, Heaven. Um, we talked about how it dropped, but we hadn't really heard much of it yet. We were able to play it. I was able to play it. I don't know if you were able to play it. No, I haven't. So I'll let you take it. I still haven't heard this one. Um, Of course, it's going to be... It's Cleo Soul. Same soft vibe. Um, I want to say... This is more on the same tip of Mother. Rose in the Dark, the one that I see is um, my favorite. That was the one that caught me in 2020. It was kind of in a range uh, or a, a large range of soft sounds, um, sad songs, love songs, scintillating songs, sexual vibe songs, even if that's not what she was talking about. The chords, the beats, the melodies gave you that type of drink a glass of wine or have a glass, have sex that type image. of vibe. He created that image, yeah. I got you. Um, mother didn't give you that. Mother gave you something a lot more soft and maternal, if you will. <clears throat> heaven, heaven is more of like a joyous, joyous type of album. Really, I don't really get the the sexual tones from it but i like it i wouldn't put it with rose in the dark but um i still need to give it more listens because i think this is good for nine tracks 30 minutes okay but also is this an ep or is this an album no i think you classify still as an album even though it's short okay i'm with you i know nine songs 30 minutes is very short but um this to me the way she has promoted from what i have seen I would say this would be her third project. Okay. Yeah, because she really shut down her entire page and just started to post this kind of content. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, maybe maybe it's an album. You said you haven't heard any of the tracks? Still haven't heard any, man. Uh, but by the next episode, I will because I'm still looking forward to playing it. I talked about it before, how you know I became a fan of her. You know, still new the last two to three years, uh, really since the pandemic and post that. But, um, yeah. I'll have more to say about it on the next episode. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, where are we at with the next, Corey? So moving on, like I said, we want to talk about albums and projects that were already out. This week, Friday, we got one of the most anticipated albums that have been talked about oh, all shit. single year. Let's fucking talk about it, Corey. Doja Cat. Doja Cat comes out with her album, Scarlet. It's here. It's here. Man. You were able to give this one a full listen. Like we said, it dropped on Friday. Today is Saturday. I know it's Monday on pod drop date. When you're listening to this, it's Monday, but record day for us. It's Saturday. This album has been out for 24 to 35 hours, right, maybe. Right, right, Plus, uh, So, yes, myself, having played it just one time. It is Saturday again, like you mentioned. So only one time through 17 songs in total uh, for 57 minutes. But what I will say for Doja Cat, man, um, to me, I think on this 
project, there's going to be a song for everybody. Whether or not you like Doja Cat, whether or not you're willing to give her a chance, if you do with this album, I feel like she did a great job of truly having a song for every ear and every listener on this project. You're going to get rap. You're going to get some trap beats, but you're also going to get songs that give you more of that pop vibe, okay? more of that R&B vibe as well. I think it was a really solid project, man. Like I said, only one listen so far, but... Um, I'm looking forward to going back to playing this a few more times because I really want to dissect it um, to really see like where she was going with it. But right now, like I said, I think it sounds good. This is 15 tracks I was only able to hear. Well, after pre-production, I'll say I've probably heard about nine. But coming into the pod before pre-production, I only heard it up to track four, Fuck the Girls. Um, it was heavy... Um, Pro pro woman vibes the first, early. Yeah, for sure. Heavy on the good rap though. She can fucking rap. Yes, sir. It maybe it's just because this is my first time giving Doja Cat a real, real listen that I'm like, oh, she can fucking rap. Was she doing this before? So I'm the same as you. This is my first time okay. really, really like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and listen to a Doja Cat album. The songs that she has put out though this year, last year, we knew. The bars were there. She showed that every single time. But again, agreeing with you, it's consistent from track one and on. I know you said you only got through the first couple, but even though those songs were more, like you said, like pro-woman, she was really going off on the bars within that. So I, I agree, but like it's solid rap. And I'm going back to do the science. This looks like her first rap album. The uh, the other two, or she has three more. Um, both of those are R&B. Okay. And then she has one set in pop. Okay. This is her first time doing the rap shit. For the tracks I've heard, she's doing it well. Yes, sir. She came in with Paint the Town Rap. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, in the past you've talked about how important it is to have a quality and strong intro song. And I usually don't like the 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 hit track being the intro like that. Right, right, right. But... The number one song in the world. <laughs> yeah. Why you, not just make it track one? You get an exception for the number one track in the world. Track Uno, man. Let's let's go ahead and just give you Paint the Town Red. And again, that song, hearing it with the album. It goes. Man, that's just that's a good song. Paint bro. the Town Red is an amazing song. Even though it could it's dark, I know the uh, yeah, I know. I don't I, care. Like I know, it's, guys. It's, it's a good rap song. I know the video. I saw the it's video, dark. all of that. It's dark. And that's that's another thing what I said going back to the start. We know the image and who Doja Cat is. I get that. If you don't want to listen to her because of that, that's fine. But I, I promise you, if you just give it a chance, there's going to be a song that you like on this album. I just truly feel that way. That's how I felt with me. It, it was like an experiment. It took you on a journey. It was like, damn, like she really talented, bro. Like Doja Cat is a talented artist. I can't wait to hear this. But um, to, to rewind, for niggas that, that are not listening to her because of her imagery or her videos... Um, there's a video that Kanye did. Everybody knows the song Monster with Jay-Z, Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj. He did a music video, but it was so fucking bad, Mu uh, MTV wouldn't play it, so they scrapped it. Yo, look the video up. The video's online. Look the video up. Look the video up, guys. We play Kanye. I love Kanye. <laughs> you play Doja Cat. Um, from what I've heard so far, though, I like it. Quality. Five out of 15, though. I still got 10 more songs to hear. 17. What? 17. 
Oh, does she have a deluxe out already? Uh-uh. Where do you have 17 tracks then? I just downloaded this. Why do I have 15 tracks? Oh, she just put out, she must have put out a, a different version already. Yeah, because the original was 15. Only had 15, for sure. Okay. I guess. <laughs> you gonna make me look right, stupid right, in this fault. bitch, bro. Come on now. I got that new shit. Step, step your shit up. But this is the thing, Cart. Thousands of listeners. What are you doing right now? Like trying to make me a fool. Uh, I was no, I was trying to make sure you weren't not a, fool? a fool. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, but in the midst. <laughs> what the hell, bro? How else was I supposed to like, you know, make sure that we was good? I don't want to give out misinformation. Like, mute the mic, bro. Man, my fault, bro. Pull me to the side. I know. That's that's on me. That's on me. Bro, giving a constructive criticism in front of everybody, <laughs> front of everybody bro. bro. How you going to QA me in front of everybody? Right, we supposed to do that shit when the mics is off? They pull you to the side to do quality assurance. Like, you usually be on the phone. They be like, hey, look, QA is going to pull you over. Like, you're, you're going to review a few calls. Mm-hmm. Do you do QA in front of everybody, Carl? Nah, bro. You supposed to be by yourself, you know, in that back room. I'm going to I'm gonna go to our HR department about this. You know that, right? <laughs> bro, please don't. I'm almost on, on strike three. <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're on probation or something, yeah, right? I'm almost on strike yeah, three. Yeah, car. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to HR, dude. For real. They told me I'm I'm on a, a thin a thin yeah, road right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't fuck with you. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't fuck with you, bro. <clears throat> but let's go ahead and move on. We got a new track out. It might be the only track this week. Money bag, yo, sexy red, big dog. <laughs> I want a big dog. Is that how I go? I think so. Yeah, I really I didn't hear the song. I know we was kind of playing it a little bit in pre-production, just on some uh, joking, because there's a the music video came out as well. I think if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know how this song sounds. Did not hear it. Was not really looking forward to hearing it. I know they had been teasing it, but yeah, sounds just like how you thought, huh? <laughs> you know, I was really just guessing based off of um, the little moments I had heard in the video. Because I heard Moneybag Yo going, I didn't hear too much of Sexy Red. But I just took, I'm looking for the hoes, and I made it. <laughs> Same melody. I want a big dog. Same know? melody. I was on par. Yeah, yeah. But from the, the snippet that we heard, how did Moneybag sound? Or did you not even really hear I, it? I really didn't hear it. I can't really say. So yeah, I'll let you answer. Cloud is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Fame is a hell of a drug. Um... I love, I like the track. I like Moneybag Yo's verse. I like Hellcat SRT's too. And I fuck with Dirk's verse. I know Cardi said he didn't fuck with it. I fuck with the verse. What's really, really um, going crazy in my head right now is how Sexy Red is so hot that she's getting all of these male rappers to tailor their verses to exactly what she wants to talk about. Like, if you hear any of her features out right now with anybody, they're going to make it the nastiest, sluttiest fucking music they've ever put out because they're going to tailor it to be for sexy rap. I mean, yeah, that's that's all her music is about. So why why change it? Oh, I'm just, I'm just letting people know how big Sexy Red is right now because that's money bag, yo. And she didn't get on there spitting like Moneybag Yo. Moneybag Yo got on there talking like Sexy Red. Dirk didn't get... Dirk is supposed to be the hottest fucking rapper out. Yeah, he, he dropped a sassy verse. He got on there talking like... <laughs> like he's a Libra. 
Chill. chill. <laughs> did he say that? Did he say yeah, something like that? Something yeah. Like, whatever it is, though. I think it was Libra. Yeah, yeah. He did say something like that I on did the track. Because I'm a Libra. Fuck out of here, bro. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's not. <laughs> like, for real? That's invalid. Anyways, but back to the conversation though, with these two. Sexy Red, yes, bro. She's the hottest thing out. You know what I mean? Like, and it's crazy because even with this money bag, yo, you know who's on his label. He shares a label with yeah. Glow Rilla. And we remember. She hotter than that. Exactly. We remember, though, her run last year from, uh, what's the name of the FNF. song? FNF. We remember, bro, from when FNF dropped and on, right? Her run was crazy. Glorilla was the hottest thing out. Huge. 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 Sexy Red's run right now. Corey, this is way bigger than what Glorilla's run. It is bigger than Glorilla's run, bro. She's every single them. We thought that hanging outside the window with my ratchet ass friends stormed the fucking rap scene. Right. What we really didn't realize... Was when that song was coming out, we saw that video of my my booty hole or whatever, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. We saw that video swirling around social media of her in that that gas station or corner store or whatever, rapping that. And we were like, yo, get her the fuck out of here, man. Fast forward, holy shit, she's big. Like, she is huge. I'm not going to get into whether or not this should be this big, but like biggest rapper in the game type big, Corey. Yeah, yeah. like I said before, outside of Lotto, I think she's the hottest female rap artist for sure. Um, Corey, you're just thinking of, not. I'm not saying like you're just, but you're thinking about it from a commercial standpoint when we think about Lotto too. Sexy Red is smoking. Her smoke... Like if if they both burning off like doing donuts, there's more smoke on Sexy Red than there is Lotto <laughs> right now. A lot. Uh, I say it's super close. I don't know if she's smoking Lotto fully, bro. It's not no. I'm not saying smoking her, but I'm talking about in a popularity yeah, contest yeah, yeah. right now. Yo, I say they both up there. Ah, good Corey, don't do that. What you mean? She up there, bro? She's everywhere. <laughs> she getting bro like she has uh, sports teams posting her. You know what I mean? She's like, a, she hotter than Lotto right now. No. That's what I'm saying. If, uh-huh. if we talking about the smoke burning all them motherfucking Hellcat SRTs that they <laughs> like they driving right now, there's more smoke burning off that fucking sexy red SRT right now. <laughs> and then Lotto's SRT, that's hilarious. Uh, shout out to both of them, bro. They really are tearing it up, though. Like To be honest, and the thing is, I know I mentioned Glorilla earlier, but she really opened up the door for sexy red to get to this point. To have this ratchet ass yeah, she rap, did. she did this this ratchet ass nasty ass gutter ass rap. You know what I mean? Came out of nowhere with Glorilla and FNF, open up doors for Sukiani for uh, Sexy Red. You know what I mean? But listen, what Lotto is doing right now is strictly in the rap community, right? Rap, pop, whatever, music. Sexy Red is touching music and porn right now. <laughs> like, she's doing... Facts. The crossover is crazy. This is a crossover like you know, never before. I was going to say, because, yeah, when we talk crossovers, niggas stay in the same genre. They may be a hip-hop artist, and they make their way over to pop, R&B, rock, things like that. But when you switch industries... Sorry. <laughs> this might be better if that's so sweet life for Hannah Montana. 
<laughs> bro, shut up. This man. might be this. I don't even know why I'd be entertaining you, bro. <laughs> this might be the best crossover since That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. <laughs> you remember when you see Hannah Montana come down that elevator on Swift? Oh! <laughs> People are like, oh my God, it's Hannah Montana. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> Seeing Sexy Rad have entering porn. Oh my God. And all these porn stars she's putting on, man. She's she's doing a lot right now. Yeah, for sure. She's putting the game on, man. For sure. Porn and take you far. Absolutely. <laughs> we all know that's that's a that's a billion dollar industry, bro. Like for real. Me and Khalifa sucked like four dicks, and she got a a, a she's fucking been famous the rest of her, her whole life. A sports deal. She's a sports commentator now. Yep. But yeah, she's been famous her whole life off just those <laughs> few little stunts. You don't have to do anything anymore. Like, yeah, bro. Tiana Trump would never have to do another scene. She's she's stamped and goaded. <laughs> Every nigga knows the name Alexis. I don't even have to finish. But um, damn, I just made myself sound like a <laughs> dirty boy. I'm like, yo, yo yeah, yo, I'm yo. like, you gonna keep naming them? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Trina. Everybody know Trina. Oh my god! And what about? No, I'm just, the last I just made. <laughs> To the, point, to the point the podcast just get quiet. Everybody's right. staring at me. Like, damn. <laughs> what do you do when you leave here? Freak? My fault, bro. Oh, good, man. You ready to move out of those songs, though? We had a few more things we wanted to mention before we got to news. <laughs> Why did I do that? I don't know. All bro. right, man. Um, no, you want to mention this. I hate Brent Fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm not a huge Brent Fires fan. Either the uh, the last project Wasteland though is special. I, I will stand on that. But he came out with a song this week. It's called Where You At. I've heard it once or twice. Sounds okay. Not a, not a, a huge fan of this one, but I know there's a lot of he has a um, a, a large fan base as well. So I just want to mention that. What you doing, man? <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Damn, bro. I haven't heard like, the song Trash. I know it, Corey. It ain't trash, but it ain't my favorite. But anyways. No, I just I just give my Brent Fires hate, so I always yeah, have to triple purpose. and quadruple down on yeah, it. Now, yeah. if it's amazing, I'm going to walk it, it back. It ain't amazing. Like, Lost in Paris? Tuh. Yeah. Now. It ain't, it ain't amazing, though. You pull up with one of those, <clears throat> and I play back that Brent Fires Drake track, Corey. Yeah, on Waste. I told you Wasteland the album is, is special. Oh, is that on there? Yeah. That Drake track hit a little different these days. Yeah, bro. That album is special for real. I, I I can't take that away from him. I'm not a huge fan. I agree with what you said in the past about how he really can't sing, things like that. I hear I hear all that, but uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> I hear you. I hear that you. album is good. But yeah, again, this song, play it if you want. Really not too much to talk about about that one. Another EP that came out from Earth Gang is called Rest in Peace Human Art. I think it's about four or five songs that they had come out on that. I haven't heard that either, but that's something that I'll be playing this week. Yeah, I haven't heard that either. It's five tracks. It's only 17 minutes, so that's a quick listen. And um, whether it's worth the while or not, like, I mean, just go ahead and get that in. Yeah. I'm sh- it's Earth Gang. Yeah. I, I was why playing, wouldn't it be? I'm playing that for sure. <clears throat> they always have the greatest cover art, man. I fuck with their cover art. Yeah. Um, I think that might take us out of the actual songs, tracks, album realm, though. Are we ready to get into 
to news. Okay, what's up? Oh no, we got a couple of we got we got one thing. Lil Wayne, he has announced a new project entitled "The Fix Before the Six. Hmm. A new project on the way. This is supposed to be either a mixtape or an EP, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So. I know Wayne has talked about that Carter Six is on the way. He said it multiple times now. And I remember you bringing it up, and I was like, damn, I haven't even heard that. But when I really started to go back and do my research, I'm like, oh, this guy really is going to do this. That wasn't just a conversation we had. After we got through that, I haven't heard this, you kind of spoke on how it should not happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I still will stand on that. I don't need this from Wayne. Wayne can cut it off at five, bro, and I will never need another Carter series from Wayne. I love the run that he's on right now, doing all these features. He's batting a thousand, bro. I don't know one feature that Wayne hasn't killed in the last like two years. That's Lil Wayne. But at the same time, like I'm not dying to hear a Lil Wayne project, especially with the Carter tag on it. I don't need that no more. Lil Wayne hasn't gone into album mode yet for you, and he hasn't in a long time, Corey. True. When the Carter 5 dropped, niggas needed that. Of course, it's because we had been waiting on it for nine years, damn near, or something like that. But um, <clears throat> think about, like you said, how crazy Wayne has been going, right? Imagine he gives us two, two lead singles that's really worthwhile. Six months before, like in a six-month span of the album dropping. If Wayne wants to get you in the mood for his album dropping, He'll do just the fuck that. He's not too old for that, Corey. Nikki can get you in the mood for a fucking album. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Okay, you're saying right now. So are are we thinking that there could be a point where you're fiending for the fix before the six or the <clears throat> Carter six? Right now, no, I don't think so. Again, because it's just more of the whole Carter tag. And again, yeah, Wayne ain't really been in that mode where I'm like, he's really locked in on a project and I want to hear that. I'm cool with the features, but really you talked about earlier artists curating their verses sometimes to sound like the other artists on the song. Wayne has been doing that a lot. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's still, killing yeah, he's still it. Killing he's still killing it. He's killing it, but he... he Fitting in, he fitting in too. So that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't really care to hear a whole project from Wayne right now. I'm going to give you another aspect that I wanted to look at it from then. Let's take every other mixtape that Wayne has dropped preluding another album. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait too. No ceilings. Things of the nature. When has he ever missed on the track in between the album for you? Probably never. The leak. Yeah, never. We're going that far. <clears throat> I, I know what you're saying. Um, why, why do you have such doubt that the fix before the six would not put you in that fucking mode for the Carter six? Again, I'm not doubting Wayne at all. I want to make that clear. It's Wayne. The greatest rapper really to ever. Yeah, do we're not this talking shit, about that. I'm right? talking about the project. Right. But what I'm saying is again, right now, this time period, I haven't been excited and I'm still not excited to hear a full project from Wayne, right? I love the run that he's on again. 
but I don't care. I'm not hyped up for the project. The fix before the six, I'm I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. I know that he's in a whole different prime right now, but I'm not locked in or excited for an album, Wayne, right now. Will I get there? Yes. I just did it with Nas for three years. He gave us six projects. That was another guy came out of nowhere, and it's like, damn, you like my favorite rapper right now. Wayne was my favorite rapper at one point. I'm sure he could take that crown again, maybe right now. You know what I'm saying? But at this point in time, I just don't see it. The fix before the six, though, again, I'm sure that shit is going to be solid. He's in a whole different bag right now. I talked about artists, Drake, SZA, being in a whole different, like, prom and bag right now. Wayne has been on fire, bro. I'm sure he's going to curate something that probably sounds incredible. Okay. But I'm not looking forward to it. I'm, I mean, I'm not like waiting on it type shit. But we'll see when you get here, man. I mean, well, I guess that means he's dropping the project for no reason. <laughs> Just because it was I supposed can't... to be a fix. Yeah, yeah. It's, but if you're not fiending for it, you don't need no fix. Let me ask you are you fiending for it? Do you need a fix from Wayne right now? Right this second, no, but I need a fix before the six. Look, that's all he's trying. That's all he's trying to do. It's like before you, before you get the six, he gonna get you the fix. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy don't want the fix before the. Let me ask you another question. When is enough enough? The Carter. When is enough enough? How how far do you want to see him take the Carter? Um, as stumped him. As long as it's still good. The same way we talked, like you said, with Nas. I know um, we're talking about his second win, but I wanted to see King's disease until the shit wasn't good anymore. That's fair, yeah. The Carter. Now, I know we love the Carter. We love the Carter 2. We love the Carter 3. We love the Carter 4. The Carter 5 was just as good. Solid. Absolutely solid. I played that shit for months. Still, I still play some of those songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> just as much probably as I play the old Wayne songs mm-hmm. because I don't play all of them that that much. Um, just don't know what makes anybody think or doubt his music won't be at the same level that got you hooked in. That's Wayne, nigga. What are we talking about right now? So you, after Carter 5, that's how you felt? There's several fucking tracks on the Carter 5. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like after the, the release where you like, oh shit, Wayne is that nigga. Wayne is my is the best. For sure. After Carter 5? After Carter 5? Okay. After hearing it? For sure. All right. You weren't geeked up off of Wayne. I wasn't calling him the greatest. I was, okay, yeah, I was geeked. Like I said, I played it. Wild Boys was like my favorite one on there. But um, I wasn't like after that like, uh, it's Wayne, it's Wayne, it's Wayne, it's Wayne. Like the way I was dedicate, the way I was hyping Nas and Hit Boy for three years, bro. I didn't hype Wayne like that. No, the Carter Five. Of course, it wasn't like Grammy level, but like nah, it's it worth yeah, it's it worth solid. being hyped up like that. It was solid for sure. Dedicate the uproar hit single. Yeah, yeah. Switch beats. Uh, my favorite track on the album, Dark Side of the Moon with Nicki Minaj. He had Mona Lisa with Kendrick. Yeah, crazy. Crazy track. Start this shit off right with Ashanti. Let it all work out. He had the slow, the slower hits like used to perfect strangers. What about me? Yeah, you tripping. <laughs> yeah, you tripping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nigga tripping, man. <laughs> um, he went fucking nuts, man. Yeah. 
Call the six on the way. The fix before the six, man. Don't lose yourself no more, bro. You losing yourself. That's that's Dwayne Carter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> never mind. I was about to start talking shit, but it wasn't even about Wayne. Let's move on. You ready to move on? Yeah, man. Um, well, it sounded like you had more. Did you have more? No, no, no. Okay. I was just gonna correct something that I had said. Wild Dogs is on funeral, not mm. Carter Five. See, look. See, let me get my my shit together. But now nah, we can move on, man. All right, moving on. Let's talk Travis Scott, Kari. So, um. The masses probably thought Travis Scott was out of the woods when it came to the Astroworld situation after the news broke that he had been acquitted of those grand jury charges, yada, yada, yada. Of course, that is all fine and true. However, there are still hundreds of lawsuits open on him from some of the victims of those that passed away, those that had serious injuries, minor injuries that were at the building, suffered Emotional distress, saw dead people, all that. Hundreds of lawsuits still out on him right now. So, of course, he had to do some depositions. These aren't the court dates, but when you have to do a deposition, you you have to go in and talk. That's kind of what fucked Bill Cosby. Um, The what's in my cup lines from, from Lil Wayne, those were all depositions. Travis came in to do his. The court needed an immediate order to search his phone um, so they could see everything that was in it from the night of Astroworld or from that time and on. <clears throat> Travis Scott's attorneys, they replied. They said that Travis Scott's phone was lost at sea. It must have been dropped at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. Um, what the fuck are we talking about, Corey? You know, I wish I could get lost at sea for a lot of different you know, situations or decisions that I've had to make. I wish I could just say, fuck it and just toss it in the sea. I don't even, we, we've gotten information, but what I haven't seen, was this from a vacation? Was he supposed to be jet skiing? Was he supposed to be on a a, a yacht? Got a little too drunk. The phone fell out. What what mm-hmm. was this? Um, I don't think they got too specific. They did just say he was on a boat. Okay. But I don't know, you know, it could have been anything, obviously, you know, with somebody like Travis Scott. But, uh, yeah, that that phone, though, it was like, if I'm not mistaken, two or, or three months after they had, you know, officially asked okay, for it. Okay, okay. And that's when it ended up being lost. Did his Apple ID go away with it? So his defense team argued that he didn't really use the cloud for safety concerns. It's Travis Scott if he gets hacked, his information, music personal shit records gets out that isn't that makes sense he don't use the cloud for that now they did say that there are text messages that are still able to be retrieved so maybe he does use it for text but for for other data is based on what they are saying they say he didn't use the cloud so that data is unretrievable and everything else with the phone obviously being lost at sea it's unretrievable oh no that's good Oh no, he's he's good. He's got a good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> you got you got to give it up. Oh man, you got to give it up crazy. for the most city drip. <laughs> the most city drip. Yeah, that's that's most city drip right now. Yeah. How does it get that good, Corey? Two months here. Let me read this a little bit. It says, in response, Scott's attorney claimed the Star's phone fell into the sea two months after the November fifth. 2021 tragedy and cannot be retrieved. So this was two months after the show. I apologize. 
Per the hearing transcript obtained by Rolling Stone, Scott's attorney Steve Brody claimed one of the plaintiff's attorney, Noah Wexler, has sent him a draft of the emergency motion last week before filing for an official motion five hours later before he could respond. Okay. Then it reads, in a bizarre turn, Brody then says Scott's phone fell off a boat in January of 2022 and landed somewhere at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico and is not able to be retrieved. So, again, the motion was passed this year for the phone records to be retrieved. They were starting to seem like they were in agreement with that, right? His defense team, his attorneys, and then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, yeah, that phone gone. Yeah, that's that's a... A good lying tactic. You know, let's just buy us some time, make yeah. it seem like we're completely compliant so we can get rid of this bitch somewhere nobody will ever fucking find it. Yep. Be that the Gulf of Mexico or wherever the fuck they decided to dispose of that device. I just hope it didn't have location on it to where they could they could see it was not somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. But we got we know how an iPhone works and when that location goes out, it goes the fuck out. Yep, yep, yep. Being a nigga like Travis Scott, I would doubt the location is on. Yep, that shit is gone. What they call it? Uh, Davy Jones locker. It's <laughs> just inside of Davy Jones locker right now. Yeah, for that real. is fucking crazy. <laughs> that phone is gone, man. We are not getting that. Okay. Um, I don't think I have any more remarks for for Travis Scott. Nah, that's it, man. That's a solid fucking team. Get yourself a team like Travis Scott's. He's getting out of that. Yeah, quick, Qu- quick. Question though, before we move out of Travis Scott, are you still playing the album? I am still playing the album. For sure. Yes. Any new uh, songs that you like? It still feels the same way. I know you kind of mentioned before, like, it's just one of those songs where it got better with each listen. Do you still feel that exact same way? Um, I do. I've probably hit the point where it's not getting better to me still mm-hmm. because I've played it through so many times. Yeah. Um, Fiend is one of those ones that's hidden. I didn't think that Playboy Cardi was going to do what he needed to do for me on this album. Yeah. Um, Topia Twins, I don't know. I might have said that at the very beginning, but Topia Twins is one of those for me. But my eyes are still rocking. Meltdown's still rocking for me. Um, I know it's still rocking. Paracel Schizo, Lost Forever. Um, Don't Sleep on West Side Guns verse. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fiend is another one. I know I said it before in concert. It was going to go crazy, but that's just a that's just a good energy song for whatever you want to use it for. Like, I played that shit in the gym. Don Tolliver. Sounds amazing. Um, Drake at the concert, he did perform Meltdown, which, you know, hearing that song in concert, I know I said at the start when it first came out, I wasn't really sold on it. Still feel that way, but it sounds better to me now. I will say that one is starting to grow on me a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, man, Travis Scott album, I know we've talked about it. Utopia is crazy, man. Telekinesis, Caesar, uh, Caesar, Future. Crazy. Yeah. It's, crazy, it's what crazy. we expect. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on, though, to some more shit that we, we didn't expect. Lizzo's being sued again, Kari, by another ex-employee for the exact same bullying and sexual harassment claims. Ooh, it's not looking good. Oh, I just got a little bit here. It says uh, fashion designer Asha Daniel sues the singer and members of the team, including wardrobe manager. Um, that was the other lady that they've been suing the shit out of, along with Lizzo. <laughs> Uh, the article states the Lizzo singer has been sued again by another former employee who le- uh, who alleges she was subject to bullying as well as sexual and rela- uh, racial harassment in an unsafe, sexually charged workplace culture. 
This was last Thursday, um, the 35, blah, 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 filed a Los Angeles lawsuit in the Superior Court against the singer and other members, blah, 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 blah. Same, yeah. um, <clears throat> same charges that just came down on Lizzo uh-huh. just about a month and a half to two months ago mm-hmm. that had her career in a rough kind of sorts. It still hasn't sorted itself back out. And this lawsuit hitting again is only going to make it look just as bad. Yeah, so that was going to be my question for you. I don't want to go too deep into, you know, whether or not you believe she did or not. That's not for us to really decide. Yeah, we'll, I don't fucking we'll know. find that out later. But the question that I just wanted to ask, let's just talk about more and more people coming out causing a domino effect. Like you mentioned, when this news first broke the first time, bro, we was like, this is going to ruin Lizzo's career. Mm-hmm. So now again, like you said, you know, one to two months later, having the exact same thing pop up, what does that do for her popularity stance now? Um, on the pop crossover side, that's going to go away. That's going to go away. Um, because they don't play around with shit like that, especially if you've crossed over and you're not R&B hip hop anymore and you're pop, you're representing the masses, not just the black community and the hip hop culture. They're not going to have that tag on them. They're going to do it just like the fucking baby. Um, Damn. You know, look at Bill Cosby when he was about to buy NBC. <laughs> Man, maybe Lizzo was about to do the exact same mm, thing. Okay. that's, that's That might be what it is. Lizzo was about to buy NBC. Got you. Got you. Got you. It is always a little weird, though, when these lawsuits come at once out of the blue. Like I said, creating that domino effect is now just like, oh, here goes another one, here goes another one. And don't get me wrong. I know when one comes out, it does, you know, if it the empowers. situation is true, yes, it empowers, it strains, you know, the victim. And I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to degrade that. But it is weird how every time a huge story with a huge artist or a huge just public figure, there's always more right after that. It's like, where has this shit been? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just the question. But- for Lizzo, again, like I said, I agree with you, bro. It's not good for her. Whether or not this shit comes out to be true, the damage here that it just does to an image that you have created to be so, you know, right, far right from this, it's just going to create damage no matter what. So it's unfortunate, man. I know this is probably not going to be the last one either. We're probably going to continue to get more of these stories and lawsuits coming out for Lizzo. Um now, one thing that was crazy, you talked about the baby going away. Other artists, when something like this happens, they tend to go away. Mm-hmm. Lizzo didn't really go away. She's still been, you know, heavy on her socials, posting. Yeah, but it's kind of in the same breath that we saw Tiffany Haddish out last week at the VMAs. It wasn't really hitting like that. It was really just fucking annoying. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about that. What, seeing her in annoying yeah, Shakira, yeah. all that shit, yeah. Man, bro, a lot of people were upset about Tiffany being in the limelight. You know what I'm saying? Man, I just saw a lot of tweets. They were like, don't think we forgot. Well, we did she, She's a she's a pedophile, you know what I'm saying? All these things. And yeah, bro, like, we've had this conversation off mic, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, with, with your family um, about this. It's just, it's weird for situations like that to happen at that magnitude, and then we just turn our back like we didn't see that shit. You know, even Aries Spears, he's had more specials. He has since that. Um, and of course, it's easier to get that off in the comedy, the stand-up comedy realm. But for for what Tiffany Haddish is going for, man, it, it is fucking cringy seeing her. I'm not gonna lie because we have not forgotten, and 
That was fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what's a fuck? simple as that? It wasn't bro. a skit, bro. Like yeah, that was crazy. Yo. Even if it was a skit, what kind of shit is that, man? I'm just like, how does your mind go there? Is whether or not it was them two or the the writing team? How do we get to that point? But not that. How do we get to that point and also agree that this is what we're gonna put out? Nobody stopped that shit. <laughs> Nobody said it's a bad idea for you to share a bathtub with a little boy in his underwear. Who was supposed to stop them? Because Somebody, bro. Because I'm sure um the fuck? because they're stand-up comedy friends. Man. Tiffany Haddish just thought she was doing a small favor for Aerie Spears, and she probably didn't even run it by her fucking people. That's the dumbass move she made. Why are you even working with Aerie Spears? This is like I know it seems superficial and fucked up. Why you can't always be hanging with like the niggas you didn't move past, man. Facts, like, facts. Once facts. you didn't elevated and got the fuck up there, there's a reason why them niggas is still back behind you, bro. Cause they doing stupid shit. Elevate, man. Why was she even working with Aerie Spears, bro? When's the last fucking piece of work that was quality you had gotten from Aerie Spears that wasn't the all-star special of 2009 or eight? <laughs> He killed that, but no, oh, he killed it. He killed no, no, no. It. I know what you mean because going back to Tiffany Haddish, um, it's crazy how we even got to this conversation. But like you said, as far as where she wanted to really go and take her career, she wanted to be respected and looked at um, as the female greatest stand-up comedian of all time, for sure, for sure. And but at the same time, like you said, she was reaching points where she's starring in movies. She, I'm, and I'm saying she has the main role, big crossover, you girls trip, like she's doing a lot. She's reached points, like you said, where, you know, you can love from afar. That's the point where I'm trying to make. Like, it's, we don't say go Hollywood and just completely change up and forget about those people. But, like, yeah, bros, Tiffany Haddish, that ruined the trajectory that she was really on. She was about Mm -hmm. to be the star. And every time you look at an award show, she's the host and all this other shit. Like, that's the route that she was on, right? It's probably Flesh Girls Trip 2 right down the drain. Because as big of a success that was you know they were coming back for a sequel of that that wasn't like 2017 she probably flushed that damn Jada and Queen Latifah mad as shit (laughs) (laughs) and did you see Queen Latifah recently do the national anthem the Monday the first Monday night game in New York no it was good she killed it what she killed it I killed it and she looked good when you said it I was already thinking I was like all right let's think about Queen Latifah, let's think about her age. Uh-huh. I'm already thinking about how low that voice probably sound. Ooh, she probably backed that shit down from her from her gut. From her stomach. Oh, my God. And, and I know uh, Queen Latifah been looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, bro. She looks amazing. But now nah, she killed it. She's a, a New York native, so it only made sense for her to be, you know, uh, performing there, bro. But yeah. Who you calling a bitch? <laughs> Fire. Okay. Um, shout out Queen Latifah. Let's go ahead and move it on. Uh, move on though, if you're ready to. Okay. Uh, more music talk. More music talk, and we got a couple things before we get up out of here. <clears throat> Katy Perry. We've talked the sales of a lot of catalogs in the last three years. Yes, sir. We've talked some some big, big, big numbers. This is one of those big, 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 big numbers. Katy Perry has sold her her catalog, everything from I believe 2009 or 2008 all the way out through 2020. Mm-hmm. 225 million. Yes, sir. Those span basically the range of her biggest hits. One of the boys that had kissed, uh, I kissed a girl. Um, 
teenage dream uh, that speaks for its fucking self. Even as someone in a true essence of hip hop, I remember being 13 and 14 and I wouldn't have my adolescence years without Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. It just wouldn't be the same. Um, that had prism, witness, and smile. That's when you get to the dark horse era and, and the latter stages of, of Katy Perry. Yeah, man, that sells the biggest sell this year for a solo artist. She beat out Justin Bieber, who sold his back in January for $200 million. That's when I really want to... So shout out number one, Katy Perry, for getting that big-ass fucking deal off. But that's when I want to get into the real shit talk, Corey. Let's really take a step back, look at the span of Katy Perry's career, because, of course, it's been enormous. Um we don't really name her in that that realm when we talk Madonna, Miley Cyrus, um, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande. But from 2010 to 20, I don't know why the fuck we don't. She's her. Mm-hmm. That's 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 her. Like when we talk about near, I'm him. Yeah, she damn near <laughs> for real. I was gonna say she damn near birthed this shit though. Absolutely. So when you look at it and she gets 225 mil for the catalog as opposed to Justin Bieber's entire career. Does she have a better catalog than Justin Bieber? She may. She she just fucking might. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the numbers again, yeah. But really, um, like, deciphering the music, bro, she really might. When you talk about quality, but not only that, having those star hits to carry the project each time. And I know Justin Bieber had a lot. Don't get me wrong. But like you mentioned, bro, in our adolescent years, there are songs that we could point to, like, that was Katy Perry's moment. You remember certain times, maybe it was a football game or a concert, but there's a Katy Perry song for that moment in that age that we were at. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's the same with Justin, but she may have had more at that time. Holy shit, Kari. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but just let me run back a few of the hits from mm-hmm. Teenage Dream. I already know. E.T., the extra treacherestrial. Um, then we got firework, like a firework. California girls with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Teenage Dream. Last Friday night. Yo, that's on a twelve-track album. Mm-hmm. These are these are top ten Billboard hits. I believe she's one of the only artists, um, especially female artists in history, to have that many tracks from one album debut in the top 10 of the billboard yeah. we just we might have just talked that uh-huh. didn't we i think yeah because i think drake might may have beat her out for something recently but yeah you're right but teenage she's a fucking legend to my point like i was saying justin bieber is a legend yes too of course but again the consistency of having multiple hits at the same time but also carrying your project bro Every time she came out with an album, she had at least, like we said, one, two, three, four hits on that album within itself. Yep. Every single time. So maybe she is worth more and maybe she does have a better catalog than Justin Bieber. I don't think we really are far-fetched when we are saying that. That's a good comparison, to be honest with you. Let's just start looking at some of the other guys. Metro Boomin', he sold his whole catalog 70 million. You already know how many hits he had under his belt. Nelly, he sold his for fifty million. You already know the kind of hits he had under his belt. Dr. Dre sold for two hundred million. Kari, Katy Perry sells for two twenty five. 
Now, granted, for them, I will say they only sold a portion. They didn't sell full catalogs. Did Dr. Dre not sell full catalogs? I don't think he did either. I think it was just, okay. just a portion for him. Okay, okay. But, but again, still being in the same conversation, don't get me wrong, still being in the same conversation as Dr. Dre at $200 million for Katy Perry, bro, it speaks to the quality again. Like, that's fucking crazy. We're talking about Dr. Dre, one of the legends of hip-hop, the pioneers of hip-hop, and she's selling just as much as he is for her catalog. Let's um, talk Wayne. That's insane, bro. Wayne Wayne did $100 million. Wayne needed that though. He was just like, whatever y'all can give me. But still, that's crazy. A hundred million for Wayne. Wayne's catalog shouldn't even have a price tag on it. Let's even spin back to the Billy Joel episode, Corey. <laughs> because I didn't even mean Billy Joel. I meant Bob Dylan. Yeah. I don't even think Bob Dylan sold for two hundred million. That's different. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Um, I think we got one one thing left. Um, we've been talking so much about how much music's been making, about how the crazy sales, the crazy um, master's catalog sales. U.S. recorded music revenue has hit an all-time high, Kari. $8.4 billion in recorded U.S. music sale revenue. Wow. That got bumped up this year um, because I think some some streaming, streaming revenue services revenue jumped up. Along with like wholesale and like retail shit, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where is this money going? Shit, it ain't going to the artists. I'll tell you that. I I wanted to highlight this, and of course, it's a big headline, and we can talk about how far music has come for fucking ever. But I wanted to say it because all we hear about is artists that are still fucking broke. <laughs> they have millions and millions of streams. We have homeboys that probably have. A million streams on a song. They're not the richest. Yeah. When does when does it give, Corey? Um, at this point, never. As long as streaming is a thing, yeah, never, bro. You know, you said this before, and it something that's always gonna stick with me. You was like, you can't wait, or you do see the day when streaming ends, or I think you say you just it has to end. Yeah. And um, I, I agree with you, like to a certain point, but it's just like we can't keep bringing in this amount of dollars and the artists are not seeing majority of that. We're looking at the numbers here again. You said 8.4 billion. I want to let you know we increased to that from 5.3 billion. This is just in one year. You know what I mean? Where is that money going? Why are the artists not getting majority of that? The labels are eating, bro. This is crazy. It goes back into the fucking label. And if it goes into the pockets of the, the artists, it's in an advance that's recouped. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the name of the game. It's been happening years on years. It's not anything new, but still at the same time, um, I hate it for the artists, bro. Like, honestly, because along with this revenue, what I was reading, like, yes, it's based on the streams. Yes, it's, it's based on uh, the companies, like, increasing their subscription prices, but it's also... In the whole merch game too, it's all retail. So this is their merch. Vinyl sales is increased as well. There's a lot of people that do a lot of bundles. So like they trying to get it, but still, when it comes to the streaming numbers, as long as streaming is a thing, bro, they're not gonna see that. Should There's we no f- way? Should we feel bad for the artist, or should should the artist feel bad for themselves because they have the power to do this on their own? We could have risen up a long time ago. Yeah. I'm just asking. 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I understand for a lot of artists, it's the safer bet coming up, just trying to make it, not wanting to deal with all of the things that you have to deal with as an independent artist. Like, yeah, I know we preach that and we talk about like, yeah, you can recoup and make all the money for yourself, but it's a lot of work that go into that. It's a lot of knows that go into that and it takes time. It takes years. A lot of grinding it by yourself. Yeah. A lot of people like to just to go to artist route because it's easier. You ain't got to do nothing but make music. They're going to take care of everything else as long as you can produce the music. So I get it. And every like dynamic is different for every artist. But at the same time, like I hate to see these artists get fucked and mistreated for years on years and not do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like for yourself at a certain point, you got to want to stand up when you look at the numbers. Maybe just enough people ain't really looking at the numbers. That and, I mean, the people that make the numbers really matter aren't going anywhere because they're cashing in. So, I mean, it's not ending. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about Drake all the time. He's not going anywhere. He loves streams because they're going to pay him whatever. Beyonce loves streams. Yeah. Jay-Z loves streams. Ye loves streams. Chris Brown loves streams. <laughs> Baby Dirk Ride Wave. Stream Kings. So you name and all the people that really love dropping music over and over and over and over. Why be love streams? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Come on now. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't have too much to comment on it. I just, I just hope the the artist gets paid one day. Yeah. The same, the same way. I hope one day when you tune into a podcast, you're able to get paid for your streams because we, we're still in the ground stages of of this. Genre or this um industry, yeah, this industry business. So they don't even have a thought to what the price of a stream on a podcast is because they're still figuring that shit out with music. Mm-hmm. They ain't even made, yeah, we even made it over to podcast yet. We still yeah. trying to figure it out for music. So, um, but yep. when it when it does come over, it's gonna change the game. There will be a day where where you get paid per stream. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna change the game. Dang, podcast labels. Are you going to no. be indie or are you going to sign? I'm just playing. Shame, I'm sorry. Shame, give me the deal. Yeah, man, give, me, give me the pen. I need that advance. Look, look now bro. we sound like the rappers. Yeah, give I me know, the, right? give I me the pen. I need that advance, man. Give me the man. pen. Give me the pen, man. I'm I signing. that. <clears throat> Mama need a new crib. No cap, and I need a new whippy. <laughs> um, but I think that should pretty much do it for us. I don't have any other topics unless you do. Nah, that's it, man. All right, man. That's going to do it. It's episode... 270 of the Rise and Grind podcast. Let's get out of here.
Did I leave it in the cold? So please give it back Cause it's like yours and pain It must have felt when I lost my 